all places together. Here we believe that our lives are connected to one another and rooted in God's inclusive and expansive love for diverse creation. I'm Colleen Montgomery, pastor of All Places Together and your podcast host. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. This week's episode is called Creating Together with God. This is a special episode, y'all. Today, we welcome to the studio and to the All Places Together staff, our vocational fellow for the year, Emmer Kate Sanders. All Places Together received special funding from our churchwide organization for her position, and we're so thankful for her presence with us this year. Emmer Kate's main areas of focus will be creating content for our social media subscription service and helping to build community with us. I'm so excited to welcome and introduce to the All Places Together community, Emmer Kate Sanders. Emmer Kate is an artist, aspiring seminarian, and an extremely loud laugher hailing from Fort Worth, Texas. She is an alumna of St. Olaf College in Northfield, Minnesota, where she earned a Bachelor of Arts in Studio Art with a concentration in Middle Eastern Studies. For the past two and a half years, Emmer Kate lived and worked at Holden Village, an intentional community nestled in the remote wilderness of the North Cascade Mountains of Washington State. At Holden, she drove the luggage truck, decorated worship spaces, ate lots of eggy toast, and coordinated the summer educational program. Currently, Emma Kate resides in Seattle, spending her free time riding her bike and punctuating the days with dark chocolate peanut butter cups. The intersection of art and faith is a guiding thread throughout her life, driving her excitement to do design work and more with All Places Together and Mother Hen. Welcome to the podcast, Emma Kate. We're so excited you're here. Ooh, really excited to be here. <laughs> So how did you first hear about the Vocational Fellowship Program, and what made you decide that it was going to be something that you wanted to pursue? So the way that I found out about the Vocational Fellowship Program uh, is definitely a testament to the power of social media as an information source. Love to hear um, it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was um, on a trip. I was visiting Texas for my brother's ordination, and I was just scrolling through Instagram one day, not looking at anything in particular, and uh, saw this opportunity from the ELCA Young Adults page uh, talking about uh, this vocational fellowship. And so I thought, okay, that's interesting. I'll just click on it and see what this is about. I hadn't heard of it before since it was new. And uh, as I was looking through some of the different placements, um, I saw that All Places Together had this content and community fellow position. And that really piqued my interest because uh, I had a few months left of my job at Holden, but I knew I needed to figure out what the next thing would be. Uh, and as I was looking at this, I was like, okay, well, this is um, this is a remote job. And the first thought was very practical. It was like, this is something that maybe I can do to try to stay in Washington, uh, where I wanted to start the candidacy process. 
And then as I was looking more into it, I was like, oh, okay, I think this is really aligning with um, a lot of strengths that I have and, and things that I'm interested in learning more about. Um, so in a lot of ways, it kind of fell into my lap, um, which when I reflect a little bit, it's like, okay, is it really falling into my lap versus more of like, a, you know, God is pushing us towards uh, something new. Um, but this program really checked a lot of boxes for me as creative, um, something that I could do remotely, which enabled me to live in Seattle, and then the fellowship aspect of it. So uh, making meaning of this job as part of my vocation or like pointing towards um, a new path and then like a sense of community to talk about that with other people uh, kind of in the same boat. So I thought, okay, I have nothing to lose and everything to gain and I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And I just love like the the affirmation that like God does work through social media. And sometimes we put things out there and we don't always know who's on the other side of things. Um, but yeah, your presence with us is a concrete example of there are th- there are people who are seeing what we put out, the invitations that are set out into the world. And God can bring us together from I like that. I'm thinking now like APT is a coast to coast operation and that's very exciting. (laughs) So one of the many gifts that you bring to the All Places Together community is your artistic skill. It's something you majored in in college. And so I just like love to hear some more about your journey as an artist. Yeah. So Um, I've always had a creative spark, uh, even as a young child, and especially where I grew up. I grew up in the neighborhood of the Cultural District in Fort Worth, which um, my house was just a stone's throw away from some really cool art institutions, uh, museums, like some pretty cool theaters as well. So that was always um, part of the atmosphere growing up. And and my family really encouraged um, my creativity, whether that was writing little, you know, fake books about things or drawing, basically using and sometimes destroying every art supply we had in the house. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, to various levels of support with that. But uh, yeah, overall, my family was just like, yes, we see that this is something you want to do and and provide a lot of opportunities for that. So I did a lot of um, arts classes, theater classes, all that kind of stuff um, growing up as a kid. And uh, really got serious with it in high school. Uh, I was fortunate enough to study photography for four years. And Mm. we even had like a really, for a public school, like a really nice dark room. Um, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Being able to we did digital photography, but also experiment um, with with analog photography and just exploring light and just how capturing a moment in time really comes alive on the page in the mm. dark room. So, um, yeah, throughout that time, I had the same art teacher all four years. Uh, his name is Mr. Davila. And not only was he a wonderful photography teacher, um, but he's also someone who's been like a huge mentor for me in how to like live your life as a faithful Christian. Um, and this was a public school. So it wasn't like he was evangelizing or, or like sharing his faith in a s- explicit way. Cause that's just not what you do as a public school teacher. Um, but just the, in the way that he carried himself and showed up for his students, um, like his faith was really evident and yeah, um, like you could see so really it, you looked, knew. Yeah. 
yeah and we, we talk about it a little bit you know in the in ways that were like appropriate again with that <laughs> public school thing but you know I was bringing it up like hey I faith was really important to me as well so it was really cool to see um someone working as an artist teaching others about art and also how um his faith was was really tied into that um so yeah I mean like with photography that's really all about composition it's it's a way to see the world so I really credit um in my sense of of color and shape and form and all of that um really going back to photography and that study um yeah and then so I went to St. Olaf and was an art major uh and within that major you have to do all the different mediums that kind of want you to uh practice in a lot of the different forms just to have that understanding. Um, so I really enjoyed my painting classes, uh, animation, and ceramics. Those were really the things that uh, fed me from that time. And I love that I could make art alongside my more academic courses, and I could use my creativity to process and wrestle with a lot of the topics that we were mm. learning about in my other classes. Uh, especially in my religion classes. So, uh, and many of those were focused on theology from the lens of like art and literature and culture. So it kind of made sense for me to make art responding in that way. And uh, I mean, you've seen Colleen, my uh, senior thesis. Um, yeah, I, so would, was like this- I would love for you to share about your senior thesis. It, yeah, it was, it sounds so cool. <laughs> yeah, I really saw that project. Um, as a culmination, not just of my art kind of career at St. Olaf, but also of all of the religion classes I had taken and, and all of this thought kind of building into one thing. So I decided to embroider a six foot long banner on tulle. I will never be doing that again. I was going to say, like, I am a cross stitcher and I danced growing up. So I know like what tulle is and like, I just can't imagine, like, the mental fortitude that that must have taken. It was, it was tough. And I didn't really, um, I've always loved textile work and and taught myself how to embroider, but there wasn't really a fabric or textile course or really anybody at St. Olaf who was doing that. So a lot of it was just trial and error. And there was a lot of error. I didn't (laughs) really start off the right way. And then at a certain um, point, it's like, how many French knots have you tied? And am I really going to start over? Exactly. It was exactly like that. And I was like, well, I just have to keep going the way that it is. And luckily, it it did turn out um, and had a, wow, it was some trying times. Um, but then the other part of that. Oh, what did it was, say? We didn't actually, I interrupted oh, you. Right. So I didn't actually, you didn't get to the point of saying what it said. Right. So, uh, so excited to talk about it. Um, so I embroidered with French knots to create, uh, each, each letter of the phrase, eat this bread, drink this cup, um, over and over again. Um, and that's just from a Taizé song that I really enjoyed. Um, and I chose, um, those words cause I was also making a chalice and a patten or a bread dish, uh, out of ceramics. So, I did these really thin uh, coils 
in this style um, that I had made some other ceramics works in. And I was like, how can I make this as complicated and time consuming <laughs> as possible? And, and that's kind of how it went. Um, but, you know, and the pin- pandemic happened during my senior year. So some of that process, actually a lot of the process got interrupted um, mm. and really had to rely on uh, professors and the studio techs that were allowed to continue being on campus um, to help kind of finish that. Um, so it wasn't the way that I had imagined, but it was still um, a pretty fun piece. And Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I just love the imagery of, um, cause I think like if you don't know what, a, like a French knot, like, it's just like lots of little knots. So it's like kind of like pixelated. And even to hear you like talk about like all of the little coils, like being worked into the patent and the chalice, like it just, um, it brings like to mind the image, like all of the grains of wheat that like go into the bread mm-hmm. and like all of the grapes that go into the wine and all of the people that go into the body of Christ that we're all, we're each a little part of, of God, a little part of creation and that we come together and we're, we're beautiful on our own, but we're more beautiful and more full when we're together. I love that way of thinking of it. And yeah, all of the small parts coalescing together. So would you say that's like one of your favorite things that you've made or are there other things that you're really proud of as well? That that was definitely up there in the list, um, especially since it was my senior thesis. Um, but another project uh, that that I've done that I've been really proud of um, so one of the great things about being at Holden was um, I was kind of given the creative freedom to help decorate the worship spaces. Uh, oh, and our pastor so was like, go for it. Cool. I trust your your sense of things. And that was, um, I was really grateful for that. So uh, Pentecost is like my favorite liturgical holiday. Oof, Everyone who knows yeah. me just knows I'm such a fan. I love it. I just everything about it. I'm a Holy Spirit kind of person and um, it's it's just so fun. So um, two years ago for Pentecost, uh, I got to work on this project. I collaborated with some friends. Uh, we made a huge hanging mobile um, that was in the worship space. So a little bit about this room. It's um, got kind of a, it's like a regular room where you can all gather, but then upstairs there's a balcony. So it's pretty tall and there's a large, um, ceiling area, I guess I would say. And in the center of the room, there's this large stone fire ring. Um, it used to, there used to be a fireplace in the room. So the room's called fireside. Uh, they took that part out. So now it's just this stone circle. And then there's a kind of a sandy area that, you know, you can put candles in all this stuff. Um, so I ended up taking a red hula hoop that I, I love it already. I didn't steal it. I borrowed it. It sounds like it was on camp. It it, it sounds like it was on camp property. So you were using camp materials for, you were using Holden materials for a Holden project is what I'm hearing. It was basically, it was basically like that. Um, so I just, I saw this red hula hoop and I was like, I need that. So with my friend and colleague, Rachel, um, we cut out so many little um, 
flame motifs out of different colors of paper, orange, red, yellow, all of that. Uh, and we hung them down from this mobile um, and put red ribbons down, kind of just getting this whole flame situation all the way around the hula hoop. And then in the center of it, um, we had this descending dove come down. Mm. So it was really cool. And then we hung it from the ceiling. And then on the fire ring below, um, one of our other friends, uh, Olson, who was a worship assistant, he made this... Um, like campfire scene out of cardboard. And then we had it on this really beautiful red orangey fabric. And um, it was just so fun to, to collaborate with my friends in that way. And um, I feel like it really had a lot of impact too. It was something like Pentecost is so special to me. And then to have um, when it was time for worship and everyone was coming in, just seeing their faces kind of light up and like, Oh, this thing is hanging from the ceiling. And like, just really kind of, trying to bring the story um, of the Holy Spirit descending down, like trying to bring that to life for people. So that was uh, really special and a lot of fun. And and like you were saying, it, it was a lot of like hodgepodge materials we just had around and, um, you know, just using things that we had, uh, not having to use specific art materials. That was a lot of fun too. Pat, that's so creative. And just, I also like, just imagine like that's such a gift um, to have that passion for Pentecost, because I feel like oftentimes, I mean, when I was a parish pastor, like you just get so worn out <laughs> by the end of Easter. And then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you have like a little bit of a break and then it's like going to be Pentecost, but it's like you're gearing up for summer. And so I feel like Pentecost sometimes can get like the short end of the stick in traditional churches because we're just, we're tired and we can only do so much. And so... It's such an inspiring story to help us think creatively that everyone bust out your red hula hoops and get it. Yes. (laughs) Hula hoops and crepe paper can go a long way. (laughs) So in the stories that you've shared, it's been clear that your faith is really central to your creative process, like both in reflecting on like what you are making and even what it's for. Um, But I also wonder, is there like a particular type of connection that you feel with God when you're creating? Yes, definitely. Um, I, I really do see art as a spiritual practice. Um, And if I can, you know, really get into the zone and get into that flow state while I'm creating that to me is a form of meditation mm-hmm. and of prayer, um, especially with, uh, yeah, like more traditional meditation. Like I've, I've tried, I've tried and there's all these different ways. Um, and that just, I have found that that, you know, doing like a sit just doesn't work for me and it's great for other people. But like when I am creating, um, especially doing repetitive tasks, um, which would be similar to rolling those coils for that, um, that chalice or or doing uh french knots doing things that are kind of over and over again that um helps me connect to god in a way um and and the way that i think about art too is not just about creating visual things either it's it's really about how how to live your life like we're, mm. we're living creatively um and that that itself is a participation in creation like thinking about all of the beauty and like the rich diversity of 
things to to see and experience in the world and like God is an artist. Like we're living yes. in an art gallery that's that we can touch and, and sense everything. And so we've been been given so much to marvel, marvel at, and delight in. Um, and we're, we're part of that um, as as created beings, but we're also, um, I think, in a lot of ways, called to be creators too, not to destroy, um, but to use the the raw materials of of life to create new things. And I just feel like with all the fall colors, at least in my corner of Virginia, are just like really popping. And so, yeah, just like thinking about God as artist is just really vibrant, I think, has just been really vibrant where I call home right now. And I and I love, too, and what even how like you framed that, like for you, this that this is how you like join into the co-creating with God. And I think for other people, you know, even if you're not really artistic, right, that there's other ways that we join in that co-creating um, and sharing our gifts and being able to like get into the zone. And like, I think flow was the word that you used mm-hmm. with God. Yeah. And I, I feel like no matter what someone's gift is, one, there's always a way to be creative about it. Like, I don't care if you're a bookkeeper or like you do something with manual labor or you're in the medical profession or whatever, like all of these different things. Um, maybe you're just really good at listening or you're really physically strong, like all the different gifts that a person can have. Um, there's a way to do it creatively and a way to do things beautifully and not necessarily in an aesthetic sense of like, this is so visually beautiful. But like, if you can do something with, with a good heart and like trying like your best and doing it um, in a way to, to support goodness in the world rather than like injustice and harm, then, then that's like, that's your artwork and that's how you're using your gifts. Um, Yeah. Like, yeah. Even in small ways. When you said bookkeeper, it just popped into my mind, like, the beauty of an Excel sheet for people who really know how to use Excel, like that they can create and do all kinds of amazing things. And I'm just like, look, I made it average. Um, but yeah, that that even in things that maybe are are more rigid and have more definition, but like there's still beauty in that. For sure. So as in many of our interviews here at All Places Together, we'll kind of conclude our time together with some Bible talk. Um, We always love to be able to turn back to scripture and really root um, in the words of the Bible. So do you have a favorite story or like character in the Bible that's really central to your faith? And would you share that with us? Yeah, um, definitely a lot of favorites and stories that are dear to me. So I, I had to think about it. Um, but, but I think especially for like where I am right now in my life, um, the story of Jacob wrestling with mm. the angel or wrestling with God um, has been really important for me. And um, I was actually able to give a sermon on this at Holden, which was kind of Ooh, the moment it's... itself was special, but then over time, the story has become just more important to my faith life. Um, was it your first I think, sermon? 
Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I did like a sermon for Youth Sunday when I was in high school, and that to me doesn't count because it's like cool. So like your first more formal sermon, but you've shared other yeah. public reflections and like messages before. Yeah. But, still yeah. A but this milestone. one was the first one where I was like, okay, I really prepared for it and like mm. was able to, um, I count it as my first. Cool. But yeah, in the story of, um, of Jacob wrestling with, with the angel was wrestling with God. Um, Cause it's really at the heart of it. It's, it's that struggle from struggle comes blessing mm-hmm. and, and without, um, without this, this happening, without, um, uh, Jacob struggling and kind of getting out of his, through this, getting out of his own way and, um, having a new definition of his relationship with God, um, there wouldn't have been a reconciliation with his brother Esau. Like they're just, yeah. um, he needed to, um, face something about himself and, and face that with God. Um, and, and really, I mean, literally he's wrestling. He's out there, like God is beating up on him and, <laughs> and God's like, let go of me. And Jacob's like, no, you have to bless me first. And, you know, just to, to do that. And then God's like, okay, fine. Sure. I will, I will bless you. And, and the blessing is that I'm going to call you someone who wrestles with God like that. Um, and itself is just so cool, but, um, thinking about like struggle as being essential to, to transformation and, and not like, not like God just wants us to, to be punished or, or to be hurt in that way. Um, that's, uh, not <laughs> the way I, I want to yeah, look at it. Like, like, I think that's like an aspect of the Jacob encounter, but I think, yeah, like we apply that more metaphorically. Yeah. 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 And like, struggle whatever that is whether that's um you know physical emotional whatever it could be in life like that's also just a a fact of of being a human yes Um, yes even if you're doing everything right there's there's going to be times that are hard and um i mean god knows that uh uh, intimately from from the incarnation and and jesus's death like um so god's with us in that um but but through these struggles, like they really give us the opportunity, I think, to to wrestle with God um, and define our faith in a different way. Um, so thinking about this story in like the context of a vocational fellowship, such as this one, um, you know, thinking that yeah, like figuring out where God is calling us can be like wrestling sometimes with God, um, but not to to shy away from it that it's it's identity shaping and um and that there is blessing in it too Mm -hmm. i think in what you shared like the words that were really powerful for me is that there were like there wouldn't have been a reconciliation or it would have been so different um Mm. you know that part of the reason jacob is so afraid to see esau right because he took all this stuff (laughs) he and his mom schemed and they took the birthright and like ran away and he's not seen him in however many years like but that in like this wrestling with god and this time of uncertainty and anxiety it enables um jacob then israel to do this really hard thing and and to be able to have that gift of 
I like cry all the time, like really whenever I like preach about this story in general. And so I'm feeling it today as well, that like our wrestling with God, like helps us to do really hard things. Um, and it's important that we, even when we want to run away, we shouldn't. Well, I guess if it's it's not safe, you can. That's fine. Like, that's a different thing. Like, there's actually lots of really horrible things happening in the world. There's lots of war right now. So, like, obviously run away from, like, those situations. But if you are, like, physically safe to be able to have the hard conversation, like, it can be such a blessing. Because it really comes back to to relationships, especially Mm -hmm. in this story. You know, it's there's a struggle because it's not just reconciling just to do it. It's so that he can have this new relationship with his brother. And and like you said, like, this is just the perfect story, I think, for you and for your fellows, your fellow fellows, as you are <laughs> settling into this journey of this year of discernment. Um, yeah, of, of figuring out what God is calling you all to in that next thing. And I'm sure for many of the listeners as well that, there are other, you may not be a young adult in a gap year, but you could be in a transition at work or in your family life or in a relationship or, you know, finding a new way that you want to be engaged in your community to, to you know, be a voice for justice, that there's all kinds of transitions that we all go through no matter the stage of life. And so I hope that what Emmer-Kate has shared can be like an encouragement for you um, and whatever that looks like in your daily life. So Emmer-Kate will be with us through the end of July. And this is just the first of many times that she'll be joining us on the podcast. Um, So I'm excited um, for all of us to continue to get to know her. And so thank you, Emmer-Kate, for clicking on that Instagram post all of those months ago. I am so excited for the way that the Holy Spirit has brought you to all places together and for you to be a part of our community for the coming year. And thank you today for sharing all of your stories and encouraging us to be creative and to not be afraid to wrestle with God. Yeah, thanks, Colleen. I'm really excited to be part of this community and to see all of the ways this will challenge me and uh, show me growth in the next year. It's going to be a great year. for creating with God. Beautiful God, you created color, texture, flavor, sounds, and scents. Your beauty is all around us. We give thanks for all of the ways that you invite us into creating with you. From works of fine art to photos of natural beauty taken on our cell phones to silly limericks written with friends, to lullabies we sing to babies, and to food we fill with love, our creations are reflections of you. Open our hearts to experience your beauty wherever we are. Share your beauty whoever we are. 
and to trust you in the creative process, however we are. Amen. Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. We hope you experience God's love for you and the world in today's episode. I had the opportunity this past week to visit Roanoke College's campus ministry for their Wednesday evening worship, and it was Pride Night. Let me tell you, it was such an honor to be invited back to my alma mater to share words of encouragement and affirmation for the queer students there and their allies. Thank you to Lily and Georgia for inviting me into this holy space. I was so blessed to be there together. Thank you to everyone who came to our October Zoom communion and joined in welcoming Emma Kate. Our next Zoom communion is on Monday, November 20th. The link to sign up is in our bios on the socials on both Facebook and Instagram at All Places Together. As always, thank you to our mission partners, the Virginia Synod and the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We're so grateful to be church together. Thank you to each and every one of you who makes regular gifts to empower and support the ongoing work of All Places Together. If you would like to make a financial contribution to All Places Together, you can go to our website, allplacestogether.org. Scroll to the bottom where it says Give Now. Click that button and you'll be redirected to our giving platform. You can make one-time gifts or set up a recurring donation through that page. And until next time, remember that God is with you and sees you and loves you, wherever, whoever, and however you are.